Centerlight exists to look at issues around faith, church and life in the 21st century. Hello, my name's John Keeley. And my name is Mackie. And coming up on the podcast today, we experiment with technology. We give you some top tips on avoiding awkwardness. And we have a special section for Canadians. Enjoy. So Matt, what's happening with you? What's happening with me? Uh, I have been packing mostly. Ooh, packing. We're moving flat again. So I've just been doing the trawl around all the places looking for accommodation. Uh, I hate doing that. Yeah. With a passion. But we've found somewhere now and now it's the packing, which is... Packing is more of a nightmare. Ree and I quite like looking for fun. Yeah. It's something we always quite enjoy doing, going for viewings. But I suppose if you know you've got a deadline, yeah. rather than, oh, let's just move flat. Yeah, and that's what made it an issue. It's the deadline, and it was just mental, mental, competitive, man. Things, yeah. were, things were going after five minutes, yeah. So uh, we found a cardboard box to live in, and we're fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Apart from that, I have just been reading some books, watching some telly, yeah. just lazing around, really. Good. Enjoying what's supposed to be summer. We had like weeks of beautiful weather and then now rain. Rain, yeah. What's um, happening with you? Well, I've just come back from Tenerife, so I've not really had any rain in the last yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, had lots of sunshine. Although it was kind of overcast in the mornings, which is good because Ree and I played some tennis. Mm. Uh, I've realised that my serve is still quite good. <laughs> uh, my backhands and forehands, however, do need a bit of work. Yeah. So, get the serve and yeah, get a return. You, you've got me beat yeah. Yeah, if we get free game at some point. Uh, so, that, that was quite good. Uh, the the place was really nice. We didn't really venture out of the hotel a huge amount because we kind of went all inclusive to try and save some spends. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out a couple of days. We went to a big water park one day. I'm a bit of a kid when it comes to things like that. So, <laughs> whizzing down all the slides. So, yes, that was fun. Um and then read books while I was away as well. I always read more when I'm on holiday. Yeah. I just seem to like to do that. Played a lot of cards as well with Reed. That was fun. Um, yeah. So. Do you take a computer? Yeah, computer. Nah, See, we, were, we were thinking about it for like watching DVDs yeah. and stuff, but they actually have a TV in the room. Okay. Um, I'm never really one for watching TV on holiday, yeah. but it was like I had Eurosport on every now and again. Watched like the Tour de France. And, yeah. Uh, obviously the football was on while we were away so you know I watched a match yeah. uh, with Spanish commentary which is so funny mm-hmm. Sp- Spanish commentary is hilarious because even though you, oh I don't speak Spanish so I don't really know what's going on but they're just so enthusiastic about every little thing that happens yeah. like they pass it back to the goalkeeper and you think they score it's like <gasps> you know you've got to have a throw mate yeah. uh, but it was quite it was quite interesting being there when Spain won yeah. the World Cup they were all just dived into the pool. I've got loads of cool photos of them all being in the pool, dancing about with flags and stuff, so that was good. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like technology on holiday, I like to have a look at it. I think that's why I like maybe yeah. read more or whatever, because I don't have that kind of stuff around. It breaks oh, yeah, that right. You do relax more as well, yeah, I think. Yeah. You kind of, you know, Switches your brain off. Yeah, it does, but at the same time it turns it on. Yeah. It kind of turns your imagination on a bit, yeah. doesn't it? I so, yeah, holiday is kind of where I was at. Cool. I should have said at the start, probably we should have said that um, there's a bit of drilling and banging going on in the flat upstairs, <laughs> yeah. so well, I apologise now. 
to the listeners. And the other thing we should tell you is that uh, we're about to move on to quick question. Uh, we've already recorded this. We did it as an experiment, and uh, we used Skype. So uh, let's hope it works. I have the music already in primed, Matt, and I suppose you should be asking me the question this week. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. The question this episode is, should Christians be competitive? Uh, should Christians be competitive? Good question. Um, that's actually, yeah, that's a really difficult question because I don't know whether they should. I know that they are. Oh, well, I know that I am. I'm very competitive. Um, I think you need, I think it needs to be competitive but with also uh, a smidging of humility so that you're not a bad loser or yeah. a bad winner actually for that matter because yeah. sometimes being a bad winner is worse <laughs> um, I think you you do as do the best you can in whatever it is that you're doing but you also are humble and gracious about it as well so if it's some kind of sporting thing if you actually said yes I'm going to play football there's no point then doing there's no point not being competitive because that kind of lets the rest of your team down yeah and um, if it's in a job maybe you need to be competitive in order to get the results but I think it's the attitude kind of that goes with the competitiveness what about you what's your thoughts yeah I think I would agree I mean I think I mean, I'm, a, I'm a super competitive person I'll even race people to see who can get to till first and I <laughs> See whether um, when I yell at the shopping centres, shopping market, uh, supermarkets better than the other or something, you know. I'll, and I'll watch the person in the next aisle to see whether they get there before me or not. Yeah, I know I do that as well. Have I made the right choice or not? So yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I think it comes down to the attitude. I think in the moment of playing a sport, for example, or a board game or whatever it is that you're doing, I think you can be competitive, but I think it's the motivation for that. If you're... Um, just trying to destroy the other person. <laughs> yeah. Then it's not good. And like you said, I love the idea of being a good winner. Because I mean, you can understand folk having a bit of a strop if they lose. Yeah, that's good. Um, but uh, when folk are bragging and boasting about winning and stuff, then it's just it's not cool. It's not cool. No. Yeah. Uh, so, question answered. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Good answered. So that was a quick question uh, done in Skateland. Skateland. Uh, um, let us know if you found that entirely annoying it was <laughs> yeah. right. um, but now it's time for the discussion indeed it is and uh, the topic this episode is loving difficult people something that I think as Christians we should probably be fairly good at but I think it's something that we're maybe not as good as we could be, or don't really know how. And I think one of the things we're going to be looking at is maybe some kind of practical aspect of yeah, how you can so. love difficult people. Sounds like a self-help book. Yeah. Mm. Um, what is your thoughts, Matt? Um, well, my initial thought is I wondered if we've made it, we've almost created a society where it's kind of individualistic and you can, you can almost go through life now totally avoiding yeah. difficult people or different people I guess because as I suppose in sense of difficult I guess what we're saying is it's not that the person themselves is flawed yeah. and is that I guess what we're saying is that it's 
they don't is really difficult connect. in relation to the in relation to you or yeah you, you know just, you don't kind of your personalities yeah, you don't, still click yeah you kind of clash yeah. so I think you know like one of the, you know you think of all the, the research that's been done on personality types and Aye, yeah. personality profiling and you've got all of this kind of social networking stuff where it's all you know whatever you discover that you're interested in or you can tune in you can find like-minded people yeah. across the world so it's actually just a whole bunch of cliques yeah. of people yeah. like-minded people so you can avoid you know the other if you like if you, if you want to whereas I guess in days of old yeah. you um, you know you didn't have you had to have the social skills to interact with a yeah, range of different personalities and people and I don't know if we're losing a bit of that now yeah perhaps I think uh, in days gone by yeah okay social skills maybe would have been higher but at the same time I think there would have been a lot more judgment of people yeah, yeah. rather than rather than saying actually this is your personality type that we can do today we can't say well you're just a bit of an idiot really aren't you yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean because you don't do the things the way that I think you should be doing rather than yeah. actually you just think in a different way to me yeah I think that's true and I suppose there's also I mean I suppose there is an element of in the past perhaps there was a identified acceptable way to act and everyone regardless of their personality would conform to that whereas now I guess we don't necessarily conform to a norm yeah it's a lot there's a lot more what's right for me what's right for you yeah. kind of culture isn't it yeah I think though that we, we can't avoid it and I think as Christians we have to be looking to bring communities to people together you know trying mm-hmm. to break cliques yeah because as Christians, we're wanting to kind of be branching out and yeah. kind of meeting and helping people the world over, no matter yeah. who they are or, or what they do. So we're always going to have to, at some point, encounter people that we don't quite get along with. Yeah. I think one of the key things is possibly tolerance. Yeah, uh, definitely. I always, I remember someone bringing this up once at a conference I was at, and I was thinking, but tolerance doesn't quite go far enough for me. When they said you just tolerate people, it's like, mm. that doesn't quite seem... That seems quite cold. Yeah, it does. To me, doesn't. When we talk about loving difficult people, that seems a bit more than tolerating difficult people. Yeah, it's going further because tolerance is like you can switch off and they can, you know, almost like an ignorant. Yeah, I'll get through this in the next ten minutes. I'll make an excuse and leave, kind of thing. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the thing, one of the reasons, I guess, you know, we've kind of looked at you you just touched on the kind of Christian love type aspect of Uh of why you would, um, you know, try to interact with difficult people. But I guess another reason is just that it, it's kind of like good for having a rounded personality for yourself and your own, you know, like yeah. if you interact with people that are different attitudes to you or different ways of interacting, I think it gives you a broader appreciation of the world. You know, the more time you spend with someone who you really don't get on with or they interact in a really a way that you would describe uh-huh. as weird or strange or whatever, actually you can start to tune into why they do that or why they're different or why you're different from them or yeah. you know and yeah you, you go past the kind of outside this is who I am to the kind of inside yeah. oh, that's why you think that that's why you do yeah. that and you can actually start to respect the person and you know appreciate yeah. the way that they do things yeah. a bit. and a bit I guess that's a bit of one of maybe the first practical tip mm-hmm. in a sense is that like actually spending time with people that you find awkward mm-hmm. can help because you can get underneath the skin a little and you can start to see things from their perspective yeah. and actually the things that might have annoyed you before may not annoy you anymore because you understand why they're like I, and that. I suppose I suppose the problem would be then 
if you're spending time with them, you still then have to deal with things where you're like, oh, you just don't quite. I suppose it's a case of just not being judgmental yeah. and not having that attitude of, well, they're wrong, they're not as good. Or not that they're not as good, but they're just, they're allowed that viewpoint. Yeah. They're allowed that, that, the way that they're being and kind of asking God for patience, yeah. maybe to start with. Looking at Chukchi specifically, yeah. there are some people who I think are universally accepted as awkward or yeah. roadblocks or, you know, just difficult. Do you think that we have a responsibility to try and change them for the greater good <laughs> That's of the church? Have you got any kind of examples? of? Well, I'm thinking, and... well, let's think of... Are you talking about specific issues that people might have or are you thinking about actual just personality? Well, guess what I'm thinking is, like, if you're an established person in the church, so you've been there yeah. for a while, you feel comfortable in the environment, and you see new people coming in and they've got ideas and things, but they're constantly oh, getting shut down. Because they haven't got that long service award. Yeah. <laughs> by the, the, the difficult person, I feel like, do you think that we, maybe other people have a responsibility to try and change them? Because uh, I guess the yeah. options are to tolerate things and just mm-hmm. try to understand them, or actually, th- does there come a point when you try to change I think probably them? there does come a point where you say to the person, look, your, your attitude is not helping. Mm-hmm this church move forward, you know, you're constantly being a thorn in the side of progression that, and, and ideas that this church is, is mm. having and, you know, that it should be a welcoming place that people should feel empowered to try out new things and to be passionate about their faith. Those kind of people, those kind of people listen to me being judgmental, <laughs> uh, they, they um, I kind of do see them a bit as kind of passionate killers mm-hmm. in some respects you do get people who are, are wise and see something that isn't right and they will say it and you can respect that but then you get people like you've mentioned mm-hmm. who at any opportunity will try and not help in terms of getting something through mm-hmm. that's perfectly valid and I think that at some point there comes a time where they need to be challenged on it mm-hmm. yeah there's maybe different ways that that can happen there's a direct you're out of order but there's maybe a getting them involved in something. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that they yeah. perhaps it's almost a jealousy that yeah. all these people are coming in with all these ideas and but actually no one's ever asked this person to help out with something or to spearhead an idea. Yeah. And actually they're just a little bit bitter. Yeah, I've come across those sorts of things before. One of the things, another top tip perhaps, mm-hmm. is actually especially in the church but in the way there's things is actually to pray with people who mm-hmm. you find awkward. Praying, great idea. Um, I've had a couple of times as people that work, perhaps, or whatever, who I, I had just different, not necessarily that I, I don't go on with them, but just completely different kind of work styles, different mm-hmm. personalities that, that can clash sometimes. So it can kind of create friction, I guess. But one of the things that I've found really useful is actually just praying together. To get with the person? Yeah, mm-hmm. praying with the person in a... <clears throat> not necessarily, I think actually sometimes it has happened in a one-to-one thing, but sometimes as a group thing, you know, not praying for your relationship, but praying yeah. for the work of the organisation or yeah, yeah. the world or whatever, you know, but just spending time praying actually just kind of breaks down because then you both basically... You've got kind of a common yeah, ground to yeah, build from. And That's a really good idea. And I've had that in church as well, actually, in prayer meetings in church where you are random, you know, like quite often, like not randomly in groups with people, small groups just because of where you have to be sitting and then 
it's happened before where I've ended up in groups of people who previously I would have described as sort of people who you purposely go the other way across the road to avoid Aye, type thing. Yeah, yeah. But I found myself in a prayer group with them and actually I have found over time, and it takes, it's taken a couple of years, right. but over time actually I've started to appreciate them as one of the more godly people in the church actually, probably. Right. Whereas before I probably would have seen them as awkward. See, they just a bit misunderstood perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I think there is an element. I think that the, the praying thing is a great idea and probably should have been first port of call really <laughs> thinking about it uh, however there were our churches where that kind of can we pray together isn't something that yeah. you know it's completely unheard of prayer is a corporate thing that happens mm-hmm. in the service and no one ever thinks yeah it never gets talked about doing outside of that so perhaps either a you need to just be really bold and go up to the person be a bit more bold in your faith it's something i've been thinking about this week yeah, actually yeah. is being bold in your faith. If you think that something's a good idea, just go for it. And yeah. you know, the worst that's gonna happen is someone's gonna say no. Well it's not the end of the world, is it? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, just go for it. Or perhaps you could pray for the relationship yourself and ask God for opportunities for for times to speak to them, to pray with them, you know, future. So mm-hmm. so constantly actually be praying for that relationship. Uh, and try and find some kind of like-minded activity or yeah. or maybe even you know that they like a cup of tea at the end of the service actually go and get them a cup of tea mm. and take it over to them you know those kind yeah. of things one of the things I guess one of the common theme that has come out with some of the stuff I've said there is, is the idea of spent focusing on them in a way yeah I guess when we look at we judge difficult people what we're basically saying is they're difficult for me or in relation to me it's like yeah almost implying that our personality or our style is right it's better. because they are not conforming to that they are the problem yeah. but I think actually sometimes if you just have more of a humble attitude yeah, yeah. and focus on that person a little bit more yeah. not to give them not to give them too much power and authority you know, because I think you can get too caught up because yeah. sometimes they are the problem yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so you can start to create kind of emotional problems for yourself because of that but actually I think if you spend a little bit of getting a balance between spending yeah. some time Putting your wants, desires, and personality to the side, and just trying to tune into the other people. I think that's how people respond. Certainly, as you develop relationships, people are more responsive to requests. So, for example, if you actually do build up a relationship with someone who you'd kind of marked as awkward, mm. you'd start to build up a relationship based on actually what they're mm. wanting, what they're needing. Mm. When an opportunity comes along in the future, where then they have to have a say on whether it goes through. If you've actually backed it, then yeah. there's a chance that they're going to back it as well because, yeah. you know, that you've built up a relationship with them. That sounds a bit like manipulation. <laughs> but, but it's it's not because it's just not. <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, just the loving difficult bit is something that you need to speak to God about. Yeah. You know, it's a case of God how do I do this? And like you say, focus on, on the person's needs rather than what you're wanting to get out of it. I'm not sure if this is relevant or not. I was just thinking of a biblical example with um, David mm-hmm. um, in one of the Samuels, uh, probably Second Samuel, um, where he's fleeing from Absalom, okay, his yeah. son, taking mm-hmm. over the city. And um, David and his, his men are kind of going along the roadside mm-hmm. and then there's a kind of guy... Shimai, Shimai, who, yeah. Shimai, who uh, who's like kind of insulting him and 
call him a dog and throwing stones at him and stuff. And oh, yeah. Basically, David's guys are saying, right. are we going to sort him out for you? Right, because he, he would be quite awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a difficult situation. <laughs> um, but David's like, no, well, you know, we're all from the, you know, I think he says something along the lines of we're all from the same, we're all the same people or something like that, are we? Oh, yeah. God, if, if God's telling him to do this, then who are we to interfere, kind of thing, something along those lines. Uh-huh. So it's just that kind of idea of he's basically saying, you know, well, let him be. Let him be. I mean, I'm the king. I could have him killed if he's, he's awkward. I don't have to love this difficult person, but he's kind of choosing to to maybe be more forgiven or more accepting. Yeah. And then spending the rest of the journey getting bits of the side of the road thrown at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but I mean, later on they do. Um, later on, I'm sure Shimai apologises. And right. Um, I'm not. I don't imagine he became best buds and went to Poland, no. but they, um, <laughs> I think I think uh, some good came of that. That's a good example. I like it. Shall we just round up with some top tips then? Yes. Uh, so let's first let's pray. Yes. Pray Praying to number one. Uh, number two. Number two would be kind of building a relationship, maybe helping them with things, chatting with them, getting to know them. Yeah. Number three, I guess, is attitude. It's like maybe having a bit of humbleness and trying to see it from their point of view and just not see yourself as being in the right all the time with them being yeah. wrong, I guess. Yeah, uh, and I suppose four would be what you constantly in relationship with God, and you know asking for His yeah. help and advice, and yeah. not feeling that it's you having to do it on your own. Yeah. And number five, which we didn't touch on, but it just occurred to me there when you mentioned God, was <laughs> I guess also the idea of um, just trying to see them from God's perspective, yeah. see them as someone who God loves, and and uh, maybe this is a five B. I'm not sure, but another quick thing that I've all, uh, heard of before and I do quite often now is when I'm talking to people, quite often as I'm talking to them, I'm praying to God at the same time mm. to give me the words of to help me to yeah, yeah. handle this person, to be there for their need, you know, what, what are their needs at this moment and um, help me to, to just tune into them and not be like looking for an excuse to leave or, yeah. or whatever. As, and, yeah, that's fine. I think a, a final, it's not really a top tip as such, but maybe a bit of. Advice is, um, you know, you can always look to the, the definition of love as it's written down in Corinthians mm. about what love is. And I think that kind of covers the attitude that you should have yeah. in relationships. 1 Corinthians yes. chapter 13. Um, good. Well, that's, that's our thoughts. Um, I'm sure there's things we didn't cover. Uh, maybe there were some things we did cover you hadn't thought of, but you can get on the forum and let us know. <laughs>
that means. Down. Okay, here we go. Oh, it, it is. Instruction it is, side. which means which I get means, to choose. Yes, you do. Which means I choose you to go first. Ah, I cunning plan. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. This won't take too long. It's a story I found. It's not actually involving me. It's just a story I found, which is quite funny. Although, slight serious note, but I think you'll you'll find it funny. Anyway, I'll, I'll read. Two Argentinians have escaped from prison. Walter Pozo and Cesar Andres were serving sentences for armed robbery, and they escaped from the prison in Yukon province on Saturday. Okay. Not particularly yeah, funny. Yeah. A prison official, Nestor Dambro, said the two had been nearing the end of their respective sentences and were therefore housed in a part of the jail with fewer security measures. Mr. Dabramo said Mr. Pozo and Mr. Andres jumped over the wire fence and climbed over the perimeter wall. An unnamed prison source quoted by local newspaper Diario Rio Negro on Tuesday said a lack of resources was to blame for the escape. According to the source, radio cameras monitoring the wall stopped working months ago and due to a lack of personnel, only the two towers at either end of the prison were being manned by the guards. They told a newspaper they put a football with a prison officer's cap in a third <laughs> to create the illusion of an extra guard. <laughs> We've made a dummy out of a football and a prison officer's cap so that the prisoners see its shadow and think they're being watched, the source told Rio Negro. We named him Wilson, like in the film <laughs> Castaway, and put him in one of the towers, the source added, referring to the volleyball Tom Hanks' character used for company. The source told Diario Rio Negro he hoped that by pointing out what he called glaring failures in the prison system, Politicians would be forced to react. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Basically, they'd uh, created a dummy in a tower. I don't know what's stu more stupid: them uh, creating the dummy in the tower, or the guys escaping at the end of the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why would you do that? Like, you write the end of your sentence and you try and escape. Anyway, that was my funny thing. I thought that was quite. Yeah, good that's quite good. A good news story. Yeah, um, my funny thing. Uh, Kind of involves me, but doesn't believe it's something I overheard. We are. Can I name names? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really, you won't know who it is. So, my landlord, right, uh, okay. is. Uh, we, we're doing viewings because we're moving flat, as yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. Right? and we're moving. So, so, she'd asked if some people could come and view the flat we're in just now. Uh -huh. So, there's a group of people come and they're doing the viewings, and I'm trying to keep out of the way, right? Uh -huh. So, I'm kind of loitering in the hall by the doorway, so I've got my back turned, right, to them. Uh -huh. And I hear her asking them, so, what is it that you do? <laughs> and then the woman says, oh, uh, Jim is um, going to be studying, he's over studying for a year for a um, master's degree in church. Oh, right, and what are you interested in? We're from Canada. I said, oh, you're Canadians! <laughs> and I was already going, and she said, I thought you said on the phone you were comedians! <laughs> Tell me a joke. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was just absolutely gutting, trying like to not laugh because I'm pretending I'm not listening to them. <laughs> you me. That's very funny. Uh, I found it incredibly. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's my funny thing. Well, very. I think you gained the most laughter. But let's see what the uh, listeners. Yeah. Listener land thought. Yeah. Please go on to www.centralite.org, log onto the forum, and find the poll and vote for your funny thing.
And it's time now for spiritual caffeine. Uh, Matt, what are we looking at uh, this episode? Well, the idea of this episode is um, maybe to encourage people to go out and do something like go to uh, in a talk or an event or maybe a worship event or something. So maybe to get out and engage with things that you haven't. Okay, so instead with. of like just getting your usual sermon preach on in your church, maybe go and see what events yeah. are around about. Because you could think of as well as actually engaging with something perhaps not entirely yeah. sure about or disagree with is actually you meet other people from yeah. around you know yeah. your community that you maybe don't know from yeah. different churches yeah I think I always find it encouraging to go to events and you see all of a sudden there's um, tons of people yeah. who are you know who care about those issues or who are passionate oh, about things right. so are into faith kind of issues but you, I mean you did touch on the, on the thing there of um, things you maybe haven't engaged with before or mm-hmm. I actually I quite like the idea of uh, you know one of the things is maybe encourage people to engage with stuff that they disagree with ah, actually yeah, to start yeah. looking at things like purposely to seek out the points of view that they are against in yeah. a sense just to see because I think sometimes you can get there's a middle ground sometimes that is the right answer sometimes one yeah. seems wrong or other seems wrong but from engaging with their point of view you can see and sometimes you disagree with sometimes you have points of view that you don't actually realise why you've got them Yeah. maybe you've kind of inherited them from yeah. your par- parents and things like that and actually you want to go and understand the issue a bit more. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think that's quite a short, sharp spiritual caffeine, but I think that's a good, you know, like, even if you can't get to an event, maybe, maybe this is a hybrid of it, if you can't get to an event, you could still engage with something that you disagree with. Good stuff. Okay, let's move on then. Yeah, let's move on to um, ideas for church. Yeah, and this episode, uh, the idea is looking at kind of twinning ministries, so maybe working with churches in the area, and yes. supporting them in different ways. Maybe one church is, is a bit low on finances and one church next door perhaps is quite high on finances. Maybe, you know, some support could be given uh, economically. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be financial though. You know, there's other ways that you can, you know, it's obviously prayer support and mm-hmm. maybe if you, one church has got an event on, the other church can go and yeah. give some manpower and, and things like that. It's trying to, I suppose, getting into that habit of actually serving each other, yeah. which then kind of breeds out into the community yeah. as well. I think so. I think another good thing might be, you know, you could share resources in a sense as well. You know, if you've got one church has run a holiday club one year, mm-hmm. and then the next year they could the next church could run a similar holiday club, yeah, and it's yeah. the, all the things, the props and stuff are already made. Yeah, there's a bit of a resource. Holiday clubs together as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Uh, I like that. I think it's good. So, um, it can be a local church, or I guess you could also financially, prayerfully support a distant church as well I mean it yeah, could be a continent apart or you know those different things but yeah twinning of churches is a yeah it's a good idea and you know don't worry about who you need to get in touch with just if you know somebody in that church if you're wanting to you know go a bit more hands on yeah. just do it and see, yeah. see where it leads don't worry about who you have to speak to just yeah because there's loads of there are loads of official yeah twinning programs and stuff and things exactly. like you but you don't have to go through them don't you? Yeah, exactly Okay, well, I think that's us for this episode. I think it is. Hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed our little Skype experiment. Let us know if it worked by logging on to www.simplelight.org. Uh, anything else to add, Matt? No. <laughs> In that case, that's us. <laughs> we'll see you next episode. Or you'll hear us next episode. Bye. Bye.